0: 630 Chad afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6 30 Chad. So my question for you this afternoon has been this. When is the last time you had a tune stuck in your head that you couldn't get out? What was the tune? When I was visiting my family uh, at the beginning of the month, so went home to Sault Ste. Marie, this was the one that was stuck in my head. Yeah. Barry Manilow. That was the one that gets stuck in my head. I was singing outside of the hotel, and I sent you away, oh Mandy. And my husband's looking at me like, literally, just turned and walked away. He was like, "What is going on here?" In the past week, this is the one that has been stuck in my head. Like, come on, really? I was two years old when that song came out. Why not Poison or some Motley Crue or something? So when a tune gets stuck in your head that you can't get rid of, it's called an earworm. But what exactly are they? How does it work? How do you get rid of them? Let's find out with Michael Edwards, Director of Strategic Initiatives and Exhibits at Science East in Fredericton. Michael, welcome to the show. Hello, (laughs) Jalen. Do you you have, what's the the most uh, recent song stuck in your head? Honestly,
1: it just depends. It's it's one of these weird things that when it comes to earworms, some people call them just sticky music. <laughs> and there's a very personal connection. It might be a song that you remember from your childhood, something that gets played in your family all the time, something your mother always uh, starts singing when she's been, um, you know, enjoying herself over the festive season. It could be all of those things.
0: Really? So it's not one thing directly that makes it stick in your head?
1: Well, there's other elements as well, but familiarity is one of those reasons why when you say what your earworm is to someone else, they might look at you as if to say, that's the one that got stuck in your head, like... (laughs) Barry Manlow, for instance, that's maybe a personal one. There's the singability, the fact that as soon as it comes on, you just start belting it out. That's one of the other important things. But the really neat thing is it has to do with how the song is actually constructed or at least the piece of music. It's not necessarily a pleasant thing. It can be. It can be just a catchy song, a song that you enjoy. But it can be something that's really annoying, unpleasant, and all these other things. And there's something about the way the notes are put together. So it's kind of fairly upbeat. It tends not to be slow songs. It tends to be something that's repetitive. It's got a short core or the same word or something that keeps coming back. And even though it's fairly ordinary sounding, there's something about it that just makes it a little bit unusual. And that could be the the beat. It could be the pitch. It could be the length of the bit that's really familiar that gets stuck in your head. But there's something just not quite Normal, and mm-hmm. it's what anyone is trying to write a hit song is trying to do as well.
0: Michael, is the, what part of the brain does it? Does it impact a certain part of your brain?
1: Yeah, it's the auditory cortex, so it's the part that deals with hearing. And what's fascinating about earworms is this is a really completely involuntary thing. You can't stop it from happening, so it just seems to get in there. Supposedly there are some people who are completely immune to it. Really? Although chances are you don't know anyone (laughs) who is. So I don't know how how honest that is. Maybe some people just won't admit to it. But because it's getting stuck in there the way to actually see if you can deal with it is to try and mess up your short term memory. The bit that it's kind of looping around in and if you can mess with that memory connection then maybe there's a chance of escaping from the ear Worm a bit quicker than you normally would.
0: So, um, w- w- would you put another song on? Would you play a game? What-, what would you do? There's
1: a bunch of ways of doing it. And I would just like to say I'm not advocating any of these ways, and if they don't work out, I don't want anyone coming to New Brunswick to pick a fight with me or anything like that. But supposedly the things that work, one is to just pick a word and keep saying it again and again and again.
0: Pick a word, say again, just okay. any
1: word, and just say it repeatedly. And supposedly, what that does is just kind of messes up that whole system because your head starts going, Why are they saying that word all the time? <laughs> and it just kind of flies the circuit a little bit.
0: It sounds like focusing on something else, like spending some deep time focusing on something, could be the trick.
1: It does seem that focus is one of the things. Chewing gum is another one that allegedly helps as well. And considering that a lot of people chew gum to help them focus when they're trying to do, like, studying or other things, then that would make sense as well. And another one is to solve a puzzle. Do some Sudoku.
0: Oh, yeah, well. Those include numbers, and I can't do that.
1: So. <laughs> or do a, a crossword do some kind of, do, do word or something that basically occupies your head and takes you away from that moment. There is that idea of putting another song in there. You were worried about that. And one of the ones, there was a really interesting survey from the UK. I'm from Scotland, and so I tend to look at the media over there. And when they were looking at the most common earworms, one of the things that really helped is to sing God Save the Queen.
0: (laughs) Okay, God Save the Queen. Good to know. Because it's
1: just this kind of innocuous piece yeah. of music that's familiar but doesn't do anything so maybe all Canada works as well who knows
0: one more question before I have to let you go Michael uh, yeah it would it would seem that um, that people who write music and uh, you know search for that next hit might be interested in the The formulation of of earworms and what makes an earworm, is is that something that you've heard of, that people are looking to see what gets stuck in people's head to maybe write the next big song?
1: To get an understanding of these things, they're always trying to look at the mechanisms. And then these days, because they can take any potential mechanism and turn it around using uh, artificial intelligence, they've actually attempted to make earworms using computers, writing generic things. People have seen AI interfaces on the internet that do pictures and other things as well. But they, they tried to do this and there was a collaboration between some musicians and computer people and they actually had a name, they put together an album, it's called Sky G. I heard a little bit of it. <laughs> Wasn't that earwormy? But it took all the bits and pieces from the puzzle and see uh, they wanted to see if they could actually do it. And they didn't really have that much success, no hits or anything like that. But that's what lets you know that it doesn't have to be something particularly good. It's a reason, If you want to think of the commercial applications... Uh, advertising jingles is a more yeah. common one yeah. because think about how many times someone just says a few words from an advertising jingle and you finish it off
0: yeah exactly uh, michael want to thank you for this this afternoon fascinating stuff have a fantastic weekend you too. Take yeah, care. Take care. Michael Edwards joining me this afternoon talking about earworms, why they happen, and more importantly, how to get rid of them because you're texting in this afternoon. It is a pretty wide range of tunes rolling around in all of our heads these days. Pick a word, focus on it, say over and over and over again, maybe chew a piece of gum, uh, and uh, do some puzzles. That's what uh, Michael was suggesting. So, mm. Someone said on the songs that were stuck on my in my head, like Brandy by Looking Glass, which came out in 72, and then Mandy, which I think came out in, like, 1970 by Barry Manilow, they said, are you 70? I know it, right? I'm like, why are those songs in my head? Like, what happened? The Pina Colada song, a lot of you texting in about. Do you like Pina Coladas? On the weekend, I'm going to, but not rolling around in my head. What is it for you right now? Let me know. 780 403 And what is the list of the top five earworm tunes? We'll get to that coming up.